Shall we start? I think we shall. You do it. I'll do it. Welcome to Bye Bye Belta. Hello. Hello. My name is Annabelle Zuela. I am a comedian and a big fan of The Expanse. I am Madalena Martin. I'm also a comedian and I am the bigger fan of The Expanse. Huh? Challenge? This is a farewell podcast, a swung song, a love letter to the last season of a show we love. Yes. The Expanse. Yes. Uh, and uh, I'm excited. I, we, we, a little uh, behind the scenes thing, you and I talked about whether or not it made any sense to launch a fan podcast at the last season of a show, right? Fuck Without it. having to do all, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> you and I had only recently became friends. We only even yes. more recently found out that we both have a love for this show. Uh, yes. Why not do it? Why, if, even if nobody, watches or hears this we'll have a good time just recapping these episodes and tell everybody about the band for a second yes so i have a punk band called delta lauda uh which that's how much my fandom goes and that was some of the music that you heard coming in was one of our less punk more post-punk songs uh and then i'm also rocking my custom-made delta ball cap uh and so yeah i'm hardcore i'm all the way in this is by far my favorite show and I was very excited, very excited about this first episode. I thought it was great. It's really, really good. And if you have not watched all of The Expanse up until this point, if you've not watched the first five seasons, we just attempted to recap it for 35 minutes and just decided, you know what? Here's the deal. If you want to recap, uh, I recommend going to Ty and That Guy. It's a different podcast. It is a podcast uh, with Ty Frank and Wes Chatham, uh, one of the writers, uh, half of James A. Corey, and uh, the gentleman who plays Amos on the show. Uh, go ahead, listen to that. You'll get a lot of in-depth information. You'll find out their inspirations. Uh, it's a pretty good podcast. But then come back to us, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Come There's back to us. <laughs> come back. Because we're going to have like a very goofy fun take we're not too inside all right well i'm not afraid listen i love this show and i love i love a little internet discourse with ty i love it here's the deal i'm not afraid to criticize i'm not i'll get in there i'll say things i like and i don't like we will we will get in there so if you want our salty opinions please stay uh because we're gonna have a very good time does that make sense yes salty with love though you know it's it's a little sweet with my salty exactly yeah it's the salted caramel. Uh, it's the salted caramel proto molecule of your dreams. It is That's delish. It is. Perfect. I yeah. bet the proto molecule mm-hmm. tastes like salted caramel. I feel like it does, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what a great first question for the podcast. What does the proto molecule taste like? <laughs> what does the proto molecule taste like? It's so good. And honestly, this is a question for that other podcast, the one with the actual creators involved. Yes. But we can spec, you know, they would never think of that. You gotta have you gotta have a little nope. uh, emotional and logistical distance to come yeah. up with these types of questions. So. These types of questions, <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, so we're gonna get into it. Uh, there is, if you haven't watched, also if you haven't watched it, just watch it. What do you? Watch it. What do you got a job now? You got shit to do. All right. Yeah. Listen, we got Omicron coming in hot. All right. That is. We need to get in there and stay on your couch. Save, save the planet. Stay mm-hmm. on your couch. Watch the expanse. <laughs> That's the new campaign. It used to be save the expanse. Now it's save yes. the planet. Watch yes. the expanse. The yes. new Twitter campaign. New Twitter campaign. Save the expanse because the expanse uh, was two seasons on. Uh, if you need to know where to find it, it was two seasons on Sci-Fi, and then it was saved. It was scooped out of the dirt uh, by Amazon and kept going, which is amazing. We're going to talk about season six, episode one of the expanse. A lot. We're going to do a very. I'm just going to give you a very quick. This is where we're at. Earth got fucked up. Earth got fucked up. All right. What they got, how, how did it? How did it? What happened, Anna? Tell us what happened. Okay. Marco Anaros got some, put some jets on some rocks and threw it back at the planet. And very much, it's very interesting because Earth and Mars sort of have a very like, Middle East conflict going on. You know what I mean? You have a very Mossad quality to Mars. You really do. And then you have a, uh, and Earth is uh, sort of a more of an America vibe, right? And mm-hmm. so they do the most interesting uh, little metaphoric 
think is when you're in space, all you got to do is just drop a rock. You don't have to, you don't have to get into nukes. You don't have to get crazy. You could just drop a rock and think about all the global conflicts that we have ever had where, uh, where people, uh, people who are getting squeezed by those conflicts, people that are getting hurt by those conflicts. A lot of times it's like, well, they were attacking us. It's like, bruh, they were throwing rocks. They ain't got shit to attack you with. Yeah, but yeah. Marco Anaros takes that concept and he militarizes and he decides he's going to take the shit to the streets. He's dropped some rocks on earth. Uh, Naomi at one point is captured uh, by Anaros, her, her baby daddy. We got baby daddy custody drama in space. Maury was not involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got we've lost uh, one of uh, one of my absolute favorite characters. We lose Clay. Uh, we lose Clay Ash- Ashford. We lose we lose Ashford, <laughs> and that is a sad moment. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, 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 the Rossi spinning around trying to find Fred Johnson's killers. And uh, we've got Amos on earth trying to get back. Yeah. After ending up in a prison break. (laughs) An an accidental. An accidental prison break. (laughs) Prison break. Season five (laughs) is so interesting because all of the primary characters are separated for the entire season. For the first time. For the first time, mm-hmm. and then season at the very end of it, they're all brought back together again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crew of the Rossinanti, along with uh, Bobby, is there. So uh, is Bobby uh, and all Alex. Christian, uh, yeah, Christian. Christian. Uh, uh, so all the main characters who are still alive at this point. Yeah, Alex uh, gets are, murked. Uh, Alex gets murked by yeah. the actor, basically. Yeah, basically Google yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google it. <Yeah. laughs> I was I was thinking about that. So with the fact, and if people don't know, there uh, the actor Cass Envar apparently uh, uh, not a great person, and so uh, got uh, exited from the series. His character Alex gets killed off. I was I was wondering, did they did they tell him, hey, we're killing your character off because of all this shit that's going on? Or I almost wanted to rewatch it. Is that just a still frame of him with like some digital blood coming out of his nose? Like, did they just CGI, not CGI, but just through video editing, make it look like he stroked out without that actor ever knowing that that was what was going to happen to him? Brandy and I have a theory that, yeah, they wrote him off, they reshot, they put a stunt guy in that seat, or they took a still image and they just CG'd it because the last episode is they're trying to wrap that up. And, you know, shout out to the producers for actually doing the right thing. How often in Hollywood do you have people like actually be like, we don't want this kind of vibe? Uh, (laughs) so we're going to distance ourselves. Uh, so, uh, shout out to the production crew for, uh, holding, holding, uh, that actor accountable. Um, but yeah, we watched the end of that episode like three times because the first time we were blown away. And then the second time we said, but then we talked for 20 minutes and started laughing about how he probably had no idea. And then, (laughs) and then we kept watching it and laughing. So sorry. Um, there's so little justice in comedy. We had to take it where we could get it. (laughs) Well, here's, what's so great about that. And and we'll get into this episode, but it is, it is important that we kind of talk about how everything closed up with episode. Mm-hmm. season five to get into how this gets going yeah. is um, they did such a genius thing with it because like you said, it was such a shock when his character dies. Like it's yeah. such a like, Oh, what? And mm-hmm. it is such a beloved character. He was, he such was really a great good character. Great actor. Such a great character. Great Very actor, fun. Great yeah. Character. Um, like there were a couple things in that season five. I don't know if they started writing his character dumber. Like they knew they were going to kill him off. Cause there's a couple of decisions he makes in season five. Like, really like this is this is pretty dumb like you know like when he's trying to be all undercover on mars uh but in the, uh, in the book he's a little more of a schlub like he's okay. yeah he's a little more schlubby like they talk about his physical appearance in the books a little bit more he's a little paunchy mm-hmm. uh he's not an uh-huh. idiot but he's not well, looks he's like, not looks like i'm in the running now to replace <laughs> him too it's me and you against against Black. the world ladies and let's, gentlemen let's make a like let's make a t let's make a book appropriate should, one, huh? should this be the okay there we go oh no i have kind of an app going on okay yeah. <laughs> but yeah so they did a genius way of writing him off um they also set up the fact that uh because they end on the cliffhanger of like the world is fucked yeah 
so the world has been hit with all these asteroids uh, that have been flung by Marcos that have Martian stealth technology wrapped around them. So it's completely out of the blue. They're not expecting it. And um, Mars is fucked too. Mars got hit too. It's a Mars mess. got hit too. Mars also was starting to collapse financially, which we mm-hmm. saw like they were already in bad shape and that way too, um, which is how Marcos got all of his technology is hard times had hit Mars. And so people started selling weapons out the back door, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this season, we jump right in. It's great. I yeah. was very excited by everything that we saw with this. I want to just say, kind of. <laughs> yes. So it starts with something that I'm sure will pay off. But this episode starts off with like a young girl on like a very uh, lush jungly planet and she's naming the exotic CGI animals that pop up. Yeah, you know? the origami bugs, the, the origami, origami lizards. Bugs. That's what they look yes. like, origami lizards to me. <laughs> the, su- the sunbirds and all these things like yeah. this. And um, before that child spoke or said anything though, I was like, oh, is this, is because she's like a little uh, brown girl, right? Like mm-hmm. yourself. And so uh, before she spoke, I was like, is this a flashback of Christian, of Christian Avasarala? And then I was like, I hope it is. And I hope the minute she opens her mouth, she has the exact same voice. I want that little girl with Christian's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, what are you? You look like a dog. Yeah, what are you? <laughs> yeah. You Shut the fuck up. I'm running a planet. Like, Mary. Yeah, yeah, that would have been. fucking sunbird. Uh, it's a fucking sunbird. <laughs> fucking babies. <laughs> That's what I wanted. And maybe we can get footage and overdub that and make it. A- <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. That, that, uh, by the way, that was reminiscent to me of um, the cold open for Game of Thrones actually is very much like here's the woods or actually the ending of the first episode of Game of Thrones is here's the woods and here's some zombies and a zombie child so you're given this like massive overarching cliffhanger uh to that because the the protomolecule is just sort of like it's like a tent problem to the interpersonal problems and it's like I wrote down uh something that somebody said about Obama's administration (laughs) which was it was a constant fight between the um the important and the immediate Mm. so the important in many ways is the protomolecule because it's Mm. like a super goo it's a super bug goo slash computer slash alien slash alien technology and then you also have like then this geopolitical planetary political conflict um space space uh solar system system celestial political all right all right yeah yeah yeah, i i I like this and uh so uh next time ladies and gentlemen i'll take my add meds i um we took a day off and uh so i think that uh so it was kind of cool to remind you that like the protomolecule is still it but there's something coming down looming over this little girl yeah, naming what it is. these lizard creatures but i don't like that the dog things had space like snake mouth i don't i didn't mm-hmm. need that yeah. i don't need a sna- and the planet by the way cold open ring planet uh number seven or two. 670 673 yeah. number two habitable uh, planet number two from the ring right yeah yeah right. last uh Livonia, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The problem with that we're doing this right after the episode went live before it's supposed to be live. Like we have yeah. the thing, which is it actually hits in the UK first. It says Friday. This is a little inside tip for anybody watching the podcast. Thank you, because I was confused. Um, yeah. yeah. So the Friday release date is based on Greenwich Mean Time in London, but that is five hours ahead of Eastern Standard Time in America. So it went live at 7 p.m. on Thursday. Okay. And I texted you, which is 4 p.m. your time on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you watching? And you're like, oh, I didn't know. So that's, yeah, the problem with it, though, is people who will write up a very detailed recap of the episode have not put that stuff on the Internet yet. There is no wiki for this episode. There is yeah, no wiki for, for this episode. So we're just going off the dome of what we can remember. So yeah. I'm sorry if we don't exactly remember the name of the planet. It's Livonia or... Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I wrote it down. It's I because I paused it. Okay. I paused it. Okay. It's L-A-C-O-N-I-A. Okay. Laconia? 
Laconia. Laconia, sure. Laconia. And uh, and we finally get, for the first time, live actual aliens. We finally get, if you're a sci-fi person who needs a fucking alien to feel like you're invested, ladies and gentlemen, you got that payoff. You got those dogs with them lizard mouths <laughs> and uh, and some origami lizard bugs. And uh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. She was a very cute little kid. She looked very mm-hmm. happy mm-hmm. Uh, and also terrified because something is coming down from above yeah. and then fade to black. We well, have almost bef- almost before fade to black. We see whatever is in the outer atmosphere orbiting whatever this planet is. Whatever is coming down appears to be like a spaceship with weird organic y sort of design elements. I don't know if you pause it there. I think I kept it, writing notes and then missing it. <laughs> okay. So you do see outside in space. There's something yeah. that looks like a spaceship, but it's not like any design that we've seen so far in the show. Yeah. Um. So this could be a this could be Miller coming back from the heart of Venus. You know, we don't know. Him oh, and Julie Mao. He and oh. Julie Mao are riding dirty. They've uh, they stopped by, they picked up the Mormons. They're uh they're you know finding the new partners in crime, baby. So, there you go. <laughs> the body to his Clyde. Uh yes, they are they're living their best lives, and I hope that's what it is and not something completely ominous. <laughs> Yeah, but like hope. like all things protocol molecule related it is ominous it is ominous mm. because it's just the unknown and then you get into the actual we get into our act one mm. so uh we have christian we have bobby back baby back the thelma and louise of the series they are back they are right and dirty they're at high yield grain farm great name in the Mediterranean, in the Mediterranean AG zone. And they're just looking at a crater. That's what they're doing. They're looking at a crater and they bring up something that's going to become very important in this season is that every time a rock falls down in the atmosphere, it fucks up the air scrubbers. Dun, dun, dun. So they're being choked, literally choked out by the belters whose main concern, the ET doves is air. Everything in the belt revolves around the acquisition and the uh, the ability to maintain airflow. Airflow comes up a lot in this series, um, siphoning air, siphoning water. So hitting Earth where the belter is hurt the most is a real fuck you yeah. to Earthers and the luxury that they live in. Well, and then also, and I don't know if this was during this or if it's during our 35-minute preamble that will not be seen, uh, but we were talking about how uh, the the metaphor of throwing a rock, right? Like the, yes. the way they struck back the powerless, the exploited people of the belt that have now become radicalized, a fraction of them have become radicalized and are fighting back against their oppressors, who they see as their oppressors as earth, is giant space rock is a metaphor for a Palestinian kid with a rock. Throwing, yes. it at a, throwing it at a tank, you know, or any other conflict like that where mm-hmm. the oppressed are taking whatever they can to fight with. And so, yeah, it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing metaphor. and smart thing. And again, what I love so much about the show is it's just smart in ways that other sci-fi properties aren't. Even when it yeah. just comes down to little things like lasers are stupid, bullets. We, our, our spaceships shoot bullets. They shoot bullets yeah. and they shoot mo- missiles because pew, pew, pew lasers, that's, they're just dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. You know what exists? Bullets exist. We'll you know? get to, we'll get to, it's the same thing with my, um, uh, one of my favorite, uh, my, my OG favorite sci-fi property, the 2002 reboot of Battlestar Galactica, so say we all. Uh, they, in in that series, they also shoot bullets vipers shoot bullets because it makes sense now these vipers also it is funny in both series uh the guns make noise which is very funny oh, because in yeah. space there would be no noise but you still need if you're not going to hear pew, 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 then you should get a little something you know well, they're yeah. shooting very big guns these are yes. great guns <laughs> well you know what the reason the thing is is that there is uh you know there are speakers Mm-hmm. that they have like put inside the spaceships that then let the everybody hear the sound of the gunfire. It's kind of like the beeping on like an electric car when it's beat backing up. They have had to <laughs> manufacture the sound of the bullet shooting. And so, cause I mean, if you're operating a rail gun, you know, you're trying yeah. to chase down, you know, this OPA, uh, you know, person who's running, 
Yeah. You want to have a, you want to hear it, you know, you want to feel it. You know, it's yeah. Like, yeah. And hopefully also it vibrates a little bit. You know, you just get a little tactile experience of, you know. I tell you in the books and I, I don't know, I can't remember them doing this in the, in the series, but in the books, there's a moment where they um, jack Bobby's Martian armor into the, uh, into the Rocinante and make her the gunner for the ship. And Alex falls in love instantly he's like can we get her can we keep her can we keep yeah. her because she is just clearing she is mowing down motherfuckers <laughs> she is wrecking shop <laughs> but anyway we digress yeah. we digress anyway. yeah. you don't need a high-tech space experience you can literally just throw rocks uh and then we head uh to the Rosinante, which would like to take it from there yeah so on the Rosinante, we get into what has been sort of a, an ongoing theme uh, which is Naomi feeling like she's torn between at least two worlds, if not mm-hmm. multiple worlds, uh, being a belter and from the original beginning of the series and a belter who's in love with this earth uh, crybaby, James Holden. <laughs> that's, that's a bad blanket every human being. <laughs> this, he has a wet blanket. The sad-eyed a... little emo boy from Earth. That's what happens when you have seven parents raise you, apparently, uh, or whatever it was. He was, like, he was hugged too much. He was hugged yeah, too he was tugged, much. Hugged too much, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> But yes, so the Rasnanti are engaged. Oh, it jumps into the Rasnanti, and the crew are hunting down OPA uh, authority, uh, authorities that they've come across, uh, Marcos Free Navy people. Yeah. Um, and so there's a gunfight. They kill them, they blow them up, or whatever. And so then uh, we do get some sense, which then gets elaborated on later on, but we see it in Naomi's face, like she's the turmoil, like these are her people, these are belters, this is who she is yeah. as a person, and even though, and it's the same thing that we see with Kara G's character, uh, right. when she decided to break away and refuse to be part of Marco's army, that sort of turmoil aspect. Um, and so, yeah, so we see that, we see that uh, everybody's beaten up, they've been out for six months, hunting they, uh, there's down. a lot of panning to the uh the weird little gravestone for alex yes, uh yeah. the, there's the rip moment they're still grieving alex mm-hmm. and uh they find a launcher uh of said uh rock nukes they find yes. they finally found one yes so they figure out how they i think they were assuming before and i think we may have even seen this in a previous uh episode uh, previous season that they were shooting these uh rocks at earth by basically having large ships like slingshot them sort of kind yeah of in a way. yeah uh, but now they've discovered they've actually started just mounting engines to rocks that can then be triggered and sent in and so this is a big discovery Big like moment. drones, like, like drones. drones. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, we love a yeah. drone in this country. Yeah, um. bring it back to speaking of Obama's presidency. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, the important and the immediate. The important is get that Nobel Peace Prize. The immediate is keep bombing people in the Middle East. All right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so they discovered this uh, rocket ship uh, basically strapped, uh, this engine strapped to the back of a rock. Um, uh, James goes down to uh, check it out while Amos uh, is repairing the ship and yeah, he's spacewalking. We get some good spacewalk in there. That was a good. We get some space. We get some good spacewalk. We get uh, we get uh, him uh, trying to disarm the the witchy who's it's. Uh, he's trying to disarm it. Is that in the? That was a couple scenes later. Yeah, James. No, yeah, is it's, a bit, to, yeah. it's a little bit later, but we can still kind of talk about this plot of a movie. I need to go back and forth in order. So, yeah, everything that happens there is uh, he's trying to figure out how they're triggering these things, and by figuring that, trying to figure that out, he activate accidentally activates it, uh, <laughs> and so which again a very smart thing where he just notices this metal object keeps getting magnetized to it. That's how he realizes that it's powering up. Um, Naomi's screaming at him to just abandon rock, get out of there. And the way that he diffuses it is by breaking it, essentially. Is yeah, he but he, he waits to the last second. So basically, he would, if he were being prudent, if he were a salvage ship, if he were doing mm-hmm. a salvage, he would have bailed because that is crazy. But the yeah. stakes are higher. This is not just a salvage. He doesn't want it to hit Earth. So he's taking a wrench and he just starts hitting it mm-hmm. like a dad losing his shit in the 80s trying to start a car like he's furiously yep. hitting it and she is 
codependently losing her fucking shit on the ship. Uh, it's very tense. Mommy and daddy are definitely fighting. It is very uncomfortable. <laughs> Mommy and dad are fighting. Mommy's uh, mad at their adult son, Amos, and uh, that he let his, girlfriend, let his girlfriend move in with them without asking. Without know? asking. And also is... So, because now, so this is she, Naomi's always been a woman of two worlds. She's been a woman of two relationships. She has James and then she has Amos where it's not romantic, but it's a partnership. Mm -hmm. And Amos is now, he's always been 100% devoted to Naomi in every way. And now he's got Peaches who Loki got almost killed Holden (laughs) and like got them in a lot of trouble and is, uh, you know, kind of a murderer and also has super roids. She has like Bane roids, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. And uh, so she's a situation. And on top of it all, they're happy. And that is fucking her up because she is deeply unhappy. deeply unhappy <laughs> well I, she went through a lot last season too like let's yeah. talk about it. it's not it's not it's not just like she's finally wising up that her boyfriend sucks uh it's <laughs> just that <laughs> he is the wet know. he is the wettest of blankets oh just, my god like just, he is oh. he is he is the ross geller of the expanse which <laughs> if you know this about friends the entire show of friends was written for david schwimmer this idea right. that Ross was going to be the lead character and then immediately everyone else is a much more interesting, likable character than him. And that's the yeah. exact same thing with this. Particularly early on, it's supposed to be like Holden's story kind of. And yeah. it's just every other character is so much better. And so much more fun. So much yeah. more fun. He's sort of like Ender in um, the uh, Ender's Game series. Uh, yeah. or, uh, a child. You're right. He's like uh, a child. Paul, <laughs> Paul Atreides, another great child of sci-fi. Uh, uh, he, he's uh, wrestling with, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. And boy, does he want you to know it. Uh, he's yeah. so he's so pensive. Uh, he is Mike Pensive. He is literally. <laughs> Really, uh, just always crying about something. And he has also experiences so much PTSD, but what happens to Naomi in the previous season, uh, real quick synopsis, she goes to find, she goes to confront her baby daddy, retrieve her fuckboy son, and um, fuckboy son, Philip. You don't know he's a fuckboy until this episode, by the way. That's true, that's true. Fuckboy energy coming hard fuck in Fuckboy energy episode. comes out, machine gun Kelly as fuck, let me tell you. He is just the Pete Davidson of it all. Uh, it is wow. Uh, but he, uh, she tries to retrieve him. He betrays her. She gets, uh, locked on the ship in order to escape the ship. She no suit shoots herself into space, which fucks her ass up. Then she gets into another spaceship that has a limited supply of air and also has no navigation. And she spends three episodes doing full on Sandra Bullock and gravity by herself, Mm. barely speaking, doing, trying to get herself off the ship by creating a code by disrupting a coded message. And it is some of the most compelling television I've ever watched for one of my, she's not my top character either. She's like oftentimes falls into the same she really buys into Holden's, you know, purple seat the crybaby, you know. She she really she yeah. really buys into it. She's too much of a ride or die with Holden sometimes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so uh so yeah, so she's she went through it. She almost died a bunch last yeah. season. Yeah, so she's dealing with huge PTSD and then also not just the physical thing of that, but then also she made the choice to abandon her son who she went there to try to Again. save again again for the second time and uh went to go save him and couldn't do it basically her son philip uh the newly newly revealed to be a fuck boy philip um which just (laughs) a quick note i don't know i'm assuming that they give out emmys for casting but man they really should give this show an emmy for casting if not for any other reason than the fact that josai uh chase owens who plays philip Yes. looks so much like the two parents, the two fictional parents. Like he really looks like he could be Dominic Tipper, uh, son, uh, and Keon Alexander, the two actors yes. who play. And, you know, and Marco. He looks, by the way, hot couple, hot. Hot couple, yeah. bad couple, hot couple bad though. Couple. I bet it was hot real couple, hot. Yeah. Hot. And also, uh, yeah. And there's... as much as Marcos is like, uh, Marco is a, a villain, 
you know, clearly yeah. like he's the, the the bad guy or whatever, uh, with 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 justification to a certain extent of his actions, but obviously he's taking it to this murderous look because you know, genocide. Uh <laughs> helter skelter, like uh yeah. yeah, he's got real uh why can't I remember uh Charles Manson? He's got Charles Manson energy. Like he's got real like eh, like like I'm gonna lead a revolution, man. <laughs> and like it's uh He's maybe not the most organized and also but, similar to Charles Manson. He doesn't maybe have the most reliable crew. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's pretty charismatic. I will say that he's charismatic. Yeah. He's a good speech giver, as we see in this yeah. episode, even though yeah. we also then find out that it's all bullshit. He doesn't really care about his no. people enough to feed them. Yeah. Um, governance gonna, is not his thing. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say is Marco, though, the character of Marco, particularly as he's portrayed in this series, is he's got like, He's uh he always has he has like the wet look, right? He looks like he might be like the lead, like when he's not running this revolution, he might be the lead singer in like an Adam Ant dead or alive tribute band, maybe like some sort of like maybe missing person, some hardcore 80s <laughs> new wave. Just but he only jerks it to Morrissey. That's very the vibe. It's very the vibe. He no, is... I, think, I think no, we're back on James Holden now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she likes. That's her type. She's got yeah, a okay. type. Yeah, he is uh he's he's a sociopath. So yeah. she goes, she actually goes from like her early childhood love is clearly a sociopath. Her now adult love is clearly a codependent of the highest order. <laughs> and uh it's it, it is fascinating, but let's get to serious station because that's that's where he is. Uh he so we have so that's kind of the 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 Rocinante in a in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi asks Amos to leave with Peaches. Amos fully ignores it uh, later yeah. on in the episode. He's like, "I'm just trying not to abandon you, Holden," uh, because real talk, that's a sweet burn to Naomi because she low key did in the last season. So yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Uh, and we get to see that like their relationship the peas and carrots of it all uh their relationship is really not in a good place and then we we've got sirius station so in sirius we've got marco uh his new hot blonde right hand woman uh where did she come from let's just pause on this for a second great question i wrote that too who's i was like whose woman's is this uh, she comes out of nowhere. We've not seen her before, unless she is like one of the crew members on his ship before that was just maybe a more minor character. But also, let's talk about this. So the uh, the Belters, their their tattoos uh, have all this history to it, right? Like right. you occasionally see someone that has like an anarchy symbol or whatever, or the mm-hmm. OPA's version of an anarchy symbol. Mm-hmm. But the the collar tattoo, right? It's to uh, harken back to the original Belters that would get seared and burned by the the pressurized suits they would mm-hmm. and so that's why they're all these variations she has like this white girl going to uh, a music festival version uh, <laughs> like it's like you you've never seen one that's as immaculate like so uniform so like this has a little diamond in the middle right on her trachea it's just like that doesn't even look like a real belter's <laughs> she has the Coachella tram stamp of Belter neck yes, tattoos. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a real it's a real bummer. Yeah. Uh and and the actress is great and she's she's a fun character. She is not to be liked. Uh yeah. she because she is attached to Marco. And the first scene you get on Cirrus is not even of Marco. It's a Philip. <clears throat> first off, mm-hmm. this is a he has a mother. He has mm-hmm. a mother. Okay. We know her mother. Not only does he have a mother, we know his mom. He is laying pipe in pipes. That's what's happening. He is boning some strange in some pipes, piping in pipes. And I, and I was literally like, I got to that scene. I was like, oh, young man, that's how you know I'm old. I was like, I don't want to see this child fuck. (laughs) Ew. Uh, it w- it did come out of nowhere. I feel like we're, although like- we I didn't very, realize very... he had a sexuality. He just cried in the fifth season. He <laughs> cried and made bad mistakes in the si- fifth season. And he's... now he's got a dick and I don't yeah. know how I feel. <laughs> he was trying to impress his dad, uh, you know, 
Although last season things started things started to get kind of horny last season with Kamina and her crew, like her weird polyamorous. Oh, oh yeah, uh, her poly her polypod. She's her got polypod, a polypod. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Which has and we'll talk about her in a second, but uh yeah, so we see Philip uh filling it up. And so uh, <laughs> I just I was trying to think of something as good as your laying pipe and pipe. <laughs> Yes, and then he's bragging, and like, and then it's just him with his boy. He's just like, ah, and is that have we seen that character before? No, he's (laughs) new. He's like, he reminds me of the the uh, goofy boy from the first season, who's always trying to who's uh, who ends up helping Miller out, and then the second season gets killed because he becomes annoying. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, everyone looks like I. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, the kid that uh, becomes more radicalized and yes. joins uh, Dawes, right? Dawes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He becomes a problem. He's He becomes a sweet a sweet boy taking care of his elders, and then he becomes a problem over time. Um, yeah. Everybody, by the way, uh, has, again, very energy happening. Or like Brown, Pete Davidson, Brown and Black, United Colors of Benetton, Machine Gun Kelly situation going on there. Everybody's, it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a, uh, it's everyone's young, uh, got a lot of tats and is, uh, full of cum. That's, that's it. Yeah. Here's and the dumb. interesting thing. So you, you are, you were relating, I think there is a parallel here, kind of a, an opposite parallel. You think that Philip is like a young Pete Davidson, right? His character. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which is ironic because Pete Davidson's dad died in 9-11 and Philip's dad caused Earth's new night. Caused Earth's night. Oh, am I going to get canceled? I'm sorry, Pete Davidson. You're never going to hire me anyway. So it's fine. I just, I, I, I think Pete Davidson knows his dad died in 9-11. I don't think that's a big... Uh, uh, but yeah, it is a very interesting... Uh, it's a weird, interesting thing. And also what you see in that scene is uh, they did a really good job. The writers of this episode did an excellent job of setting up um, that Marcos is good at conquering. He's good at revolution, but he is not interested in leadership, right. which you get this again. We're going to talk a lot about it. It's going to come up in G- Game of Thrones, will come up several times. You get this again with um, Daenerys Targaryen, a uh, great conqueror, not really good at the bureaucracy of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a lot of discussion about making Sarah Station sort of the jewel of the belt. They lost their farm belt out there. Yeah. Um, so so they really need to get more food. Uh, they need to get more machinery. They need to get more supplies and they need to self-produce. Uh, Marcos is uh, just not interested and neither is his son. His son, but it, it, they present a really nice thing with Philip. He's having some PTSD. He's having some internal conflict because he is his mother's son. He does give a shit about yeah. stuff yeah. and it bothers him as you see, as the episode goes on, uh, when he goes to tell his, you know, to, to try to pull his dad back from basically starving Saris out. They're just like, we can't really do anything to help them because we don't have the logistics. Everything's going toward the war effort. And so they're just like, well, uh, fuck them. That's it. Yeah. They got to wait. Yeah. And his son is like, no, you got to feed the people. This is important. You have to feed these people, and uh, he basically gets uh, stunted on by the frosty blonde with the with the cute Coachella neck tattoos, yeah. and so it just it 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 does not go well for him. So that's kind of what's going on with Philip. That's going on with an uh, with Anaros. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna pop off, and everyone's wet as if uh, they're they're not like they're like a Joe Rogan level of misty, like they're moist. They look like they all just got out of a shower at yeah. all times. Uh, no, yeah, no one looks dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for being so interested in recycling water, they sure are. So, sure so, are there. so yeah. I guess it's grease. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Then we have drummer. So we mm-hmm. we check in with drummer and her crew. So her polypod has half the polypod is taken off. Half the polypod is gonna fight against Anaros. Cause fuck yeah. them, they're trash. And, and drummer believes that Naomi is dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Still. And, yeah. uh, she lost, uh, she lost her homeboy. Uh, yeah. she lost Ashford. Uh, yeah. and, uh, she's ready to fucking party and, uh, has a crew member, the love, sort of the, the soft love part of the polypod, the, the right. spicy woman from last season. 
Yeah, I think that this is an interesting development of her character too. Is like the polypod is. We first start to see it with her uh, friendship, Kamina Drummer's friendship with Naomi. This yeah. very hard, very like boss lady. She's great. Like she's great. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she has been like her character arc has been so great because it's been like just small adjustments, right? Yeah. Small reveals. Um, like her friendship with Naomi was great. And we start to see this more uh softer human side of her. Um, same thing with like her uh her and Ashford, like first for kind of butting heads, like who's gonna be the new Fred Johnson, who's gonna run shit. Um, and then uh the like that actually becoming a true partnership, you know, yeah. as well. And then there's a bit more of a jump, you know, uh, which we saw we had a time jump too after the rings had broken after season three. We kind of jumped yeah. ahead in time a little bit. Yeah. And so she's with her polypod or whatever. And it's not so much happier and softer. I mean, you think about like Kamina from like season one or two. Yeah. How she would have reacted to a crew member fucking up. She, she like, would have spaced hitting. that bitch. <laughs> she would have just yeah. spaced her. That's it. You got to yeah. go. <laughs> and so I think that's interesting overall, but it, it is, I, I hope, I'm, I'm wondering where they go with that because it is like, she's so radically different now. And the reason that she's fighting now is less of this, the, the tough, Delta fighter that she was early on in the show. Now it feels like she's still fighting the free Navy because they really have no option other, other than to, but that's also this idea of like, you know, vengeance for her lost, you know, her loved ones that she thinks are dead or they are dead. You know, Ashford's definitely dead, but she's um, the the Zapatista of the season. She is like, I would rather live on my feet than die on my knees. That's her because they, they, in season five, they put a gun to her head and said, join the free Navy or else. And she was like, (laughs) uh, sure, I guess, because her pod asked her to. And then she, yeah. one of them hot twins or whatever, they're just some hot, that oh, hot yeah. gay couple. Oh, oh, there was a lot of steamy buck piles in that last season. <laughs> and then, and then they hit you with Amos having to do a strip down in front of a weird compound. And I was just like, that was just for me. That was just something they yeah. wrote in for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so she, uh, she's, uh, she's so pragmatic. She's kind of back to being her pragmatic self, but she's doing it from a place of love. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like I don't know. I don't feel like she is as pragmatic. I mean, we do see it where she's like, hold the line, don't shoot it until they're completely in line. Like there is that sort of still that pragmatism yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I, this this idea of her going so soft and defending this crew member who, who apparently this isn't their first fuck up is what we find out. They've been making yeah. multiple yeah. mistakes from the other like her number one or whatever. Um, so I just think that's really interesting. Like I've, she's I don't think she's unraveling. I think we're just seeing this different version and it's going to be hard for her to continue to be in this battle and in this war. I think if she's going to be soft yeah. like that that you know war requires people to kind of put like it's like the number one says when she says you know she, she's a scrapper you know mm-hmm. or whatever and he's like i was too but now i'm a soldier like there is that yeah. element of it like you're in a salvage war. Yeah, yeah you're a salvage, salvager yeah. yeah and they are and it's uh and now we're in war and it's different it's different yeah. because they they have a they have a target on their backs it's killer be killed for them and uh and they're good at what they do yeah. So you either they kind of have to. It's the only thing that's going to keep them alive. So and that's kind of yeah. I'm sorry, and we also find out though, like that they're hard up, like they're almost out of ammunition. They're yeah. running low on all kinds of supplies. So they're really in the most desperate situation of any cast members that we see. Yes, Earth is fucked, yeah, and the atmosphere is bad. But you know, uh, Bobby and three torpedoes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Bobby and uh, Christian can always just scoot on up to the moon and be okay. You know, like there is this, <laughs> like they're not, they're not completely. And also, there is like this sort of stalemate that's happening where the Earth forces have been able to like shoot out, shoot down all the rocks that Marcos is throwing. Yeah, it's like this weird stalemate situation. So Kamina and her pod, they're in the they're in the most dangerous situation of yeah. anyone in the in, in this entire show so far, as far as like right now where we live. Hopefully we get to see a lot more of them. I am glad that we didn't see I love Amos. Amos is one of my favorite characters probably of the entire series. Yeah. Um, but we spent so much time with Amos and Peaches and last season. Yeah. Like it was we saw a- them pee together. We saw them pee outdoors at he- together. That at was each other together. Kind of. Yeah. At each other and together. We saw them urinating together. So I feel like, yeah, we did spend so much time with them last season. And uh, 
And it is nice to, we didn't need as much of that because we've yeah. got to take care of these other, these other loose hens. Only so. six episodes. Only They're going to do it in six episodes is what they say, um, which will be interesting. But I hope that we do see like if, if any character that I want to have like a good ending, I hope it's Kamina. Like, yeah, um, you she's know, a fan favorite. She's for sure. top of the list. Bottom of the list, Holden. I don't care. Holden can get space in the next episode. I think it'd be great. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Well, well, I will get to that because we've got we've got we've got a couple of things. We've got uh our reporter lady who no uh, one likes. What's no, her name I again? I don't know. Exactly. Like <laughs> whose woman's is this? Uh, character who they should have let suffocate in that uh that shipping container in season yeah, three or whatever. Monica Stewart is her name. Uh she's awful uh she she does bring into but she is sort of the like weird moral voice sometimes and she is the she she points out that we're about to see uh christian go in a direction that is a straight up laura roslin battlestar galactica our Mm -hmm. space president my space mom is uh she says remember she has constituents and not subjects because there's a couple of times where laura roslin uh does some shit that is scandalous and because she she when the chips are down she goes full Cersei Lannister she'll just fucking murk you if she has to and that's one of the things that makes that character really interesting and you know that about Christian up top you know that that she will she'll put a bullet in your head if she can you know she is a political animal but in a grandmother and a loving person and a loving wife but she didn't want she want fuck around when it comes to her planet and her people and yeah yeah so so yeah so there is that interesting thing go ahead well i was gonna say uh no longer a loving mom a loving wife right her husband died in the first rock attack yeah so what if what if this is how peace is broken because the the reporter lady who is annoying but does serve a function you're right um and you know to to the actor to the actor's credit like does a great job of being annoying, you know, like that actor is really good at being like, oh, yeah. the lamestream media is here or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, what if the way that peace is ultimately bro- brokered is that uh, newly widowed Sheree, um Christian Abbasarala. Yeah. Her and Philip get together. You know what I'm saying? Philip comes up. And it's just yeah. like, let's, let's, let's solve this. Yes. You know, yeah. Like, I think, it's, I a little, think... it's a little Harold and Maude, uh, you know, get together, you know, she would teach him some things. She, she would definitely, all of us she would, things. yeah, she would teach him some things. She is, uh, yeah, she she is uh, uh she's figured out how to be weightless. She enjoys that, and uh, and I think they're gonna have a good time. I think they're yeah. gonna have a really good time. I uh, I do have to say this is very funny. Speaking of uh, Philip, we've now learned that our son, our space son Philip, is is a fuck boy. Yeah, and a right? murderer, and a and murderer. A, which he but has PTSD. Murder- which we can jump. We should get back into that. what. Yeah, that murder though. I that's exactly where I was going. Yeah, yeah. Is so he okay. So he's like, I'm gonna try to fuck this 40 if she is a day bartender. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Hey, I'm about to be 40. I'm saying I I know my type. Okay. I know mm-hmm. what I would be cast mm-hmm. as. And so he's trying to fuck this 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 hot older lady. And she's just like, beat it, kid. I don't want any of that noise, right? And yeah. uh, and she serves him a drink, and then there's some music playing in the background, right? We've got some like we've got which some, is weird, like you don't normally music. have that, yeah. And then they got I know, and that's why I noticed it. You have the music playing in the background, beat drops. Okay, we've got I mean full on beat drops. He throws a glass. His homeboy comes up. He's like, "Hey man, calm down." And they end up fighting, and then he shoots his best friend. Uh, yeah. so, well, his only friend, he doesn't have friends, uh, because he is the son of a, of, of, of a weird King, a weird yeah. God King now. And so, uh, and his dad is, he's twice as tall as his dad. His dad has mm-hmm. to use him as a stepladder to brush his teeth in the ship. Okay. So like he, uh, he is, um, he's revealed to be a murderer, but the beat drop killed me. I was like, they timed that perfectly i mean just i put here philip spins out at uh 
uh, as the beat drops, kills his buddy. That's my note. As the beat drops. <laughs> yeah, I I just thought it was so weird. There was music all of a sudden too, because I, I was there music when they were also doing the uh, like the first bar scene when he interrupts when he shows up late to the meeting with his dad, and they're talking about how everybody's going to starve to death. Was there meeting? Was there music playing then too as well? a little bit of music but it wasn't like a prominent feature it wasn't like the matrix Two electric boogaloo dance rave scene amount of music it was like it was a lot the music was a character in that moment and i don't think it was a bad choice i noticed it i'm a comedian i'm gonna make a joke but i noticed it i don't think it was a bad choice i think timing him his flip out to the beat dropping was fun and and it was but it was a different it was a different expanse it was definitely it was like the expanse on molly for like five seconds it was great <laughs> yes we all know kids if you do molly you will murder your best friend so there yeah. is that you know <laughs> <laughs> you will fuck everything and murder your best friend yeah. um <laughs> which goes. which brings us to our last little beat of the episode we have so holden of course hold it naomi of course the supercomputer that she is mm-hmm. figures out uh that you can figure out where the trigger ship is so basically the ship that's setting off the the rock nukes you can mm-hmm. figure that out uh through the rock nuke that they found and disabled and they kind of have a coordinates. They send it to Christian, uh, who tells Bobby. And Bobby experiences she is the only character who experiences hope in the whole episode. Interesting. She experiences hope. Her little face turns to like, because she's a Marine. Yeah. she's she's over here and really she's a great bodyguard she's the thing is is she's good for and i love that exchange where she's like i know you don't want to be here because you don't feel like you're doing anything and she was like she goes yeah she goes that's because you're a marine um but if i'm gonna be unhappy you're also gonna be unhappy they're great yeah if i can't get out of this easily neither can you i think was the line or whatever yeah um yeah, so, and, yeah and in the book a little side note the reason why that is in my opinion so far the best book that i've read of the series um she basically says you're a lot like my daughter and she starts talking to her and they have a much more mother-daughter relationship which mm-hmm. bobby really needs because she has been through the ringer uh she's yeah. been abandoned by her big daddy government and yeah. big daddy government you don't meet her family she's from a military family she's not just like you hear some alluding to it where it's like, but your dad would be so disappointed in you. Like, like she, she's really been through it. And so now she has this new adoptive mom with a sailor mouth and an entire nation's budget, you know, like just, just fucking just doing as it, fuck it. We're going to stay alive. That's her whole thing is we're going to stay alive. And she's a survivor. She's a political survivor. The planet's going to survive. And she starts to tell Bobby, but we need more than just like a little bit of hope right now. Right. We don't need good. Yeah. We need we need better than good. And she launches a speech, which reminded me so much of the we're going to find her speech in the second episode of uh, the Battlestar Galactica miniseries, mm-hmm. the, the speech that launched a series. And um, it reminded me so much because it's a beautiful monologue. Mm-hmm. They pan to the Rossi. They pan to drummer. They pan. They pan to all the characters that you're on their side. Right. Right. And uh, and she really sums up what this season is going to be about. It's about better than good. It's about getting to great. She's going to make the solar system great again. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to really get everybody on board with this character. Yeah. Not in like a totalitarian dictator kind of a way, but she's going to walk that line. She's going to make you think that she is a little bit of a dictator. That's the that's what we get. Is she's gonna have to? I just almost fell out of my chair. I'm so I'm so excited about this season. I'm so thrilled. Uh, we have one last thing we have to get to, and yeah. uh, we need to talk about who was the softest, who was the bitchiest, softest character of this of this episode. Uh, it's usually always for me, Holden. I would like to call it the Holden soft boy scale. <laughs> Holden soft boy uh-huh. scale. Who was the softest, and how soft were they? <laughs> Well, we know it's not Philip because he was very hard. Uh, a couple times. <laughs> uh, let's see the softest character. Oh man. Um, let's see. This is. I thought it was gonna be when I wrote that down. I thought it was gonna be holding because he's always the softest, bitchiest character. 
always. Yeah, but he, but he, but he, he really wasn't this time. No, he uh, wasn't. Yeah. Not my opinion. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, the softest character. Um, I'm going to say, and, and, and the scale for me is, uh, is Jawbreaker or Rock mm-hmm. Candy to uh, Little Marshmallow Peeps shaped like a snowman because uh, tis the season uh, sure. i'm gonna say it was naomi and yeah. we're gonna go with um i'm gonna say laffy taffy of soft mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah banana laffy taffy soft because there's uh, something she, there like it is soft but it's also a problem a problem it's soft and a problem it's gonna pull out your it's gonna pull out your molars and by molars yeah. i mean anybody who can repair your ship other than you yeah <laughs> ma you're gonna make yourself a lot of work uh and you're gonna lose one of your best friends so chill out it's okay for him to fuck a mass murderer uh, i guess <laughs> was it a mass murderer she was a slanderer did she how many people did how many how many bodies does peaches have to her like what's her body uh, well she planted that bomb uh that when we first see her she's an undercover co uh like uh sure. operative that plants the bomb and murders yeah. the guy with her her murder roids um yeah she say she saves amos when he's in his undies uh she comes out of the woods on the murder roids and like literally tears the gunman okay. apart um <laughs> she goes full wolverine like, i feel like yeah she does go full wolverine um yeah i i think there's a couple other i think there's a couple other things we see before she gets caught she's not a mass murderer i strike that from the record ladies and ladies and gentlemen i think she was trying to do she was just trying to wreck holden she was trying to kill a whole ship full of people uh in order to make holden look bad (laughs) i get it i get it she stands by her man she's a ride or die get this bitch off my ship i don't trust her I mean, but, I think there's some some element there to like to it, like just because yeah. Amos Amos has had this. I mean, he was already like there, kind of rooting for and forgiving her, which is why he went to the prison anyway. But now he's had this entire journey with her, and like I feel like the other people just don't have that yet with her. Um, who do I think is the softest? Um, yeah, Naomi's yeah a little conflicted, and I will. I probably wants to say Kamina. I feel like Kamina is really she, like yeah, Kamina is oh. going to get my vote. Uh, okay well and i'm gonna say it is a uh uh like man um what's i I, something similar to a left i'm gonna say it's like a molasses there's a molasses element to this where it's like there's uh trouble brewing like there's There's trouble brewing yeah yeah, she's in a sticky she's in a sticky sitch for sure they did a great job setting up the season we know exactly we know exactly just from this conversation you know exactly the struggles that everybody's facing You know what I mean? You know, the collisions that are going to take place, you can see, and not in a way that's like boring, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be interesting to see these characters where they end up, uh, especially in a series that's ongoing in the book. So it'll be interesting how they put a pin in it for the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope we have more weird mic drop moments, like beat drop, like 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 just like fight scenes with beats dropping and stuff. Like I hope we get a little more of that. And um, why not are, an entire musical episode? Just like uh, like don't you Riverdale we- me? No, but I am really excited. Uh, it looks beautiful. It, everybody's coming in hot i i think i i don't think we need to have any more morning alex episodes i hope we don't have time for that yeah. until um, the end done with it. Done with you know, it. yeah yeah I'm, i don't i don't think we need any more of that uh what's one thing you would have uh done differently in this episode if you could have done something differently man I, they did such a good job with it um i am interested in two things which is excellent thing for this episode in the writing i want to know what's going on with the little girl on the planet yeah what what is happening there and then i'm also i am curious it's interesting how you interpreted um uh christian's speech at the end because it to me it's felt like very cliffhanger like what is it what's the big plan like what is this big hopeful moment like what is the thing that's gonna galvanize people so that's obviously very interesting if i could do anything different um i don't know i thought the episode was really good i (laughs) I think the the turmoil of Philip was maybe a little quick. Like that should have been spread out maybe over another episode or two, like him the him dealing with the PTSD, uh, yeah. his actions, right? Like cuz what triggers it is like the his friend pumping him up and like talking about what a hero he is for murdering all these earth people, you know, and stuff like that uh to the two girls when they're in their dorm room or whatever. And so uh, that to me could have been spread out a little bit longer for a better payoff. I understand they've only got six episodes. Yeah, they got that kind of time, baby. But, but you're right. Like, yeah, we saw we saw him conflicted 
last season, but most of the conflict was because Naomi, his mom's there and he's catching feelings for his mom, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and like for the first time he's really questioning, maybe my dad doesn't know everything. And so he, you know, he's caught in this, so much of this show is about people caught in two worlds kind of thing from Bobby. Yeah. So people that like don't have a place to land. Um, and uh, so that would be the one thing I would have changed is I would have spread out this. It just seemed a little quick to have it all happen in one episode because we were like, oh shit, Philip fucks. And then like, oh shit, Philip's we're like pro- unhinged. We were, we were <laughs> processing that. We were it's still like, processing Philip came. That's what yeah. we were processing. And then we were like, oh, and then he murdered somebody. Ah! <laughs> yep. This is why this is why we need to bring back the space Mormons. They know that it's like a murder comes right after ejaculation. And that's why you don't do either one, kids. <laughs> okay, well, we're not gonna top that laugh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Bye Bye Belta. Uh, how should we sign off, Matt? Uh, I don't know, like, I think, uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.